Disney uh, still apparently plans to reopen in Orlando. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think Florida is kind of starting to realize that um, actually things are real bad and they should probably not do that because it would probably not go well. Um, in, in other Disney news, which is the actual topic of this episode... <laughs> Uh, evidently they are, uh, or I guess have been for a while because this sort of thing takes forever, um, planning to convert Splash Mountain from a celebration of the fantabulously racist, uh, Song of the South theme, uh, which they kind of downplayed forever, like the entire history of the ride. Well, yeah, considering the ride was built in 1989. Yeah, I actually went on it um, pretty shortly after it opened and like it had, you know, bears and songs and I was like, okay, cool. And then you got soaking wet and I'm like, I never want to do this again because it's Orlando and it's humid and you never dry. (laughs) You just are wet for the whole rest of however long you're in the park, Uh, which I mean, given that it's Orlando, you're probably going to get soaked in the pouring rain at some point anyway. So I don't know. And they also have the things where you intentionally soak yourself if it's too hot. Anyway. Yeah, I never use those either. I don't like to be wet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, they're uh, converting that to uh, the princess and the frog, which is cool. It makes a lot of sense. There's, you know, water <laughs> in New Orleans, sometimes way too it much. It makes more sense than Song of the South ever did. I mean, kind of. I, I, <laughs> like, racism aside. Well, like. so there's this tradition in the South of, uh, what do they call it, inner tubing or just tubing on rivers, which is kind right, of... Right, but the movie takes place on a plantation. Well, yeah. I mean, you could imagine there being like a river or whatever and with rapids and splashing and... The mountain part doesn't make that much sense. Ah, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Um, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> uh, in a nod to, to, I guess they're trying to be a- actively anti-racist with this one. I mean, they have a bunch of properties that they could potentially, you know, what actually might make even more sense is if it were Moana themed, because I mean, you could imagine it very easily being a tropical theme, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it's going to be uh, the lone uh, black, Disney princess, um, who has a name that I cannot remember because I've never seen the movie, Tiana. There we go. There we go. Good job, yeah. brain. Uh, <laughs> will, be, will be featured in some way. Uh, I guess that's cool. Uh, it, it's, it's one of these things like, that's nice. It's the least <laughs> they could do. <laughs> yeah. But tell me more about, I don't know, your scholarships for black cast members. I bet... Uh, I don't know how, how I, I would like to hear and you never will because of ha- how Disney is. I bet you'll never hear from from black cast members, which is what they call their park employees. Even the guy who like sweeps yeah. up your litter. <laughs> well, that's because you don't see him. Right. That's true. Sort of. You've been there a lot. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> although I, I haven't been to Disney. My husband had had been to Disneyland so often as a child that he basically had the entire thing memorized, uh, aside from the California Adventure Park, which was built much later. So, like, if you had to go to the bathroom, he knew right away where the closest one was and how to get to it, or or the fastest one to get to, which is not always the closest one. Much right, like in an yeah. airplane, you have to check behind you <laughs> for the closest exit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Disney... 
employees, I mean, obviously they sign an NDA. I signed an NDA to work at the shitty theme park that I worked at. Um, But also like, so they're unionized. So they're kind of treated better, but also it's a little bit cult-like. Like they, they had this weird video of all of the people so excited to come back to work, even though it's horribly, horribly dangerous <laughs> for for themselves <laughs> and everyone else. And, and like, I believe those people. Like, I don't think they're acting. And it's kind of... And it's, it's frightening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It really is. <laughs> like, they're sent... They, you're, you're basically, like, kids being shipped off to Vietnam. Yeah, I was going to say it's our version of <laughs> the troops that believe in why they're there. Yeah, it, and <laughs> I mean, at least in this case, we're not interfering in the government of a foreign nation for no apparent reason and uselessly well, yeah. for once. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's pretty uh, interesting how like the thing to do now is like these tiny little these little every company is going to do like a little token gesture like like i i am a boston university alumna and i that's where i did my master's program and they sent an email to let me know that they were renaming the mascot which is a little it's a boston terrier because boston uh who who i did not know had a name but apparently mm. his name was Rhett and apparently he was named probably no nobody's really super certain but probably because it was around that time it probably was after Rhett Butler which is actually really weird because what on earth has he got to do with Boston other than you know it was the most popular movie like in the world at the time nothing really uh what I do hope though is that they don't actually name the dog after a person living or dead uh because that could just get awkward it's funny uh around the time i graduated they (laughs) they revoked an honorary doctorate from uh oh god what is his name bill cosby right yeah (laughs) so they've had kind of a legacy of weird (laughs) decisions that they later uh went back on apparently but uh, nobody cares about that least of all you know, protesters who mostly want it to be the case that black people aren't murdered in the street by the people who are supposed to be anti-murdering, you know? No, no, they've never been anti-murdering. And, and there's like, yeah, I know, right? Uh, there, there's a million or actually useful things that Boston University and, and every university could be doing. Like, look at the statistics for your faculty of color. How are they doing? Are they being promoted at the same rates as their white peers, especially if they're women of color? I bet they're not. How about your students of color? How are you serving them? Uh, One thing that Georgia State University did that was really cool is they gathered a bunch of data and they found out that a lot of their, um, especially their first generation and students of color, which is the majority of the student population, were dropping out of college, not for academic reasons, but because they couldn't come up with like 500 bucks of their tuition or something like that. Like Pell Grants fell just short of covering it and they'd have to drop out for these small amounts of money. So they instituted a program where they would give like little grants to these students to help them graduate. And that was like an amazingly successful program that really didn't cost the university that much and probably earned them heaps and tons of goodwill from these students and their families. That's the kind of shit that you actually need to do. The reason that Splash Mountain like fits into this like 
even worse <laughs> than like what they're doing is that so it was uh opened in 1989 um and you know like the construction and planning and all of that took place in you know the 80s 80s right. um so all of it was under reagan because bush one counts as reagan part three. true <laughs> um in in policy if not charisma yeah. uh, which is really impressive when you think about it isn't it <laughs> yeah his brain was melting and yet still a, a more uh charismatic figure than his veep who succeeded him um but anyway so uh the 80s was sort of like part two of 1968 uh like peak and then downward trajectory of white people being incensed at the idea of civil rights yeah it's like <sighs> well but martin luther king happened so we're done with that right because in the 80s he was already you know like deified as long as you don't bring up his socialism right there are a lot of where the fact that the cia was black Mary, there are a whole know? bunch of things that you just and 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 a lot of things that he said that you just don't quote anymore like you just no no no, no. it's that only love can blah 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 like only the things <laughs> and not riots are the language <laughs> right no we, we we it's it's amazing what white people do to figures um like martin luther king what we what we use him to say for us so that we can feel good about ourselves but like shit was not great in the 80s for for black people obviously no it was not <laughs> i don't i don't know like to what extent and in what specific ways uh it might have been worse than it is now. Uh, it's probably about the same. I feel like we haven't made a whole lot of societal progress in the last 30 years, 40 years. Oh, my God. Well, so the 80s was when they started the war on drugs, i.e. the right. pumping in of drugs. War on black people. Right. And that's the decade when, uh, you know, big cities became infamous for crime. Right. I.e. drug problems that were put there on purpose. Um but it was the uh, 90s stuff put together by someone running for president, right? Oh, now, right. Uh, is, is when it, like, really got yeah, started towards the, the Clintons and their whole, like, super... What do they call it? The, the super, super predators. predators yeah. Uh, which is just a fucking terrible notion. The three strikes laws, which came about, that was pretty bad there's this awful video of biden from the reagan administration when he's calling reagan salt on crime <laughs> because of all these horrible things he's naming that the senate did to give him powers <laughs> to basically lock up black people for being black yeah i guess lgbt issues have improved a, a little bit but for people of color things have stayed largely terrible yeah and you know it comes and goes yeah because every time there's a little bit of progress there, it reaches a point where it's like, there's like the made up outrage. Like the bathroom thing has like happened like periodically. God, I hate that. Because in the 90s, everyone was dressing weird as fuck right. anyway. So like no one knew who anyone identified. Right. In the 70s and 80s, <laughs> David Bowie was like cross-dressing all over the place. and And people thought that was awesome. But like. Let somebody in your actual town come out as trans and, like, that's just the worst thing you've ever fucking heard of. It's so weird. It's such a, I mean, obviously. Obviously, it's a super weird notion that people are going to all this trouble just to go to ladies' rooms, which they could do anyway. There's not, like, uh, some kind of magical barrier in the door. 
Well, speaking of ladies' rooms, oh. <laughs> Splash Mountain has also had the reputation of being Flash Mountain. Oh, yeah. I never did that. As it is a drop ride, people know where the cameras yeah. are. So the camera feeds are full of boobies. Well, because... I think they try to intercept those before they... <laughs> they do. Yes. Yeah. But that doesn't stop the pranking spirit of it yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> which must make a lot of, like, families really unhappy because you could imagine, like... There's, you know, a family with a couple of kids up in the front and they're excited and they're like, they want to go, the mom wants to buy their picture because, I don't know, my mom always wants to buy the pictures. Uh, and then they can't have theirs because the yeah. teenager three rows back decided to flash the camera. I never really understood <laughs> that. Like, I uh, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm just not a flasher. It's just not who I am. I also think that, you know, it follows like repression. That is also a lot heavier in some places in the country as well. Oh. Not to say that, you know, like the populace at Disney represents <laughs> anything because it's, you know, like. World. Right. Every, everyone goes to the Florida one because that's the good well, one. Well, I mean, Disneyland is good, too. And they Disneyland is better in at least one way. And that way is uh, steak gumbo in a sourdough loaf at the Royal Street Veranda. My point being, <laughs> it's not a destination people fly to. It's something people go to when they fly to california um, I, I i you know people go to disney world and then fly back because yeah it's not like there's a bunch of scenic florida to well, see well yeah <laughs> and there's also like seven parks right it takes a lot longer um my my parents are disney vacation club owners so, which is basically the, the disney timeshare so they have uh points that they use um and the, the home, their home hotel is the Grand Floridian, which is the nice one. <laughs> and as you will note, is not the one closer to them. Um, well, no. Uh, that There are a lot of, I mean, that's mostly for nostalgia reasons, though. Because um, on, on the East Coast, you go to Disney World. On the West Coast, you go to Disneyland, for the most part, uh, because it's right there. And you go to Disneyland, there's only two parks, and California Adventure's pretty meh uh <laughs> I, I mean i guess they've mm. added a lot to it since i've moved away almost <laughs> almost 10 years ago but it, it's still like you go to disneyland and then you can also go to like the long beach aquarium and sea world down in san diego and i don't know what else i uh, various things in los angeles <laughs> the getty museum <laughs> whatever I'm I don't know why I feel compelled to to uh defend Disneyland when Disney World is the uh park of my childhood and that was the one and only time I went on Splash Mountain. I was a child so obviously I had nothing to flash. I don't think I've been I definitely have not been on Splash Mountain since I was uh since I got boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't really have. I mean I I did by the end of high school but like not really until like I was like 25. It was really weird. Yeah, some people are. Different. It's just so weird. Um. <laughs> um, so I was there my senior year of high school for right. band because bands do that because I'm, yep. Um, and I recall not having the energy to stand in line for like literally anything. I just um, stayed on the train and took a nap because it was moving and windy yeah. and motion puts me to sleep because my brain doesn't work. I, well, I mean, if it works on babies. To be fair, I was also really tired. And yes, it does work <laughs> on babies. Well, I mean, you know, it's a developmental disorder that I technically right. have. You know, I also had trouble with object permanence. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine how brutal waiting online, because like, you know, back in the day before fast passes, even with fast passes, sometimes you have to wait online for like 30 minutes or so. 
Um, but without them, you know, sometimes you'd be in line for two hours or whatever. And and uh, and we didn't have smartphones. I can't even. Well, not only that, but like being on a band trip, I do recall that um, if you had like some sort of existing memberships, et cetera, et cetera, there was basically no way to take advantage of anything because it just could not be worked out. You had to pay the same price as everyone mm -hmm. else to go on the trip pay the same you know group rate on the admissions and stuff and everything else and blah, blah, blah. yeah i mean I, I imagine not too many kids in new jersey had like annual passes for disney world some probably <laughs> i know it was at least one person <laughs> did they have like grandparents who snowbirded down to orlando so they would like stay with them a bunch or something no idea mm -hmm. it wasn't someone i was close yeah to. my grandparents they snowbirded to fort lauderdale which uh, also had lots of flashing <laughs> And they had a condo that um, looked... So maybe it's just a spring break. Yeah, thing. maybe. Um, the, the condo was facing... Actually, I think there was water on both sides, but theirs was facing the good way toward the actual beach, which was the ocean, not the intercoastal waterway or whatever. And during spring break, which, where, you know, which is when we would go down there, um, <laughs> they would have lots of wet t-shirt contests. And <laughs> so my dad and my brother would be out on the balcony with binoculars trying to spy on the wet t-shirt contest. But like... Generally, they were facing away from the condo and like toward the ocean. So that because that's I mean, you wouldn't have your wet T-shirt contest with its back to the ocean. Usually it would be like at the end of the, at the other end of the beat. Anyway, boobies. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the funny thing is that um, so it was already sort of like next to their tiny slice of New Orleans, maybe in one of the parks. Um, um, I think it's not that I, far. I think it's in Adventureland in both of them, um, which... But anyway, since the uh, movie that... Uh, since uh, Princess and the Frog takes place in New Orleans when it isn't taking place in the swamp, they're, like, embiggening that and sort of, like, smashing it together. That seems fine. Which seems fine, except it's just, like, it just feeds further into the reason to flash while on the ride. The oh, yeah, I suppose so. I kind of... <laughs> Man, so some people are coming from my beloved haunted mansion, like with with they're they're like critiquing it, and I'm like, I can't, I can't with that. I just that is the hill that I will die on. That there's nothing explicitly racist <laughs> in the haunted mansion. Um, I mean, I guess there's a lot of implicit like were these. It's not really a plantation house. Uh, I would like to think that these were uh, innocent um, traders of uh, perhaps crawfish who had a, a Victorian-style mansion in, in New Orleans and a bunch of them died and killed each other and whatever. I mean, is it that hard to just add an oak tree and say it's in New England? Uh, not really. It could really, I mean, because there isn't anything very New Orleans-y inside the haunted mansion that's just where it's located in the park right uh if anything i'm not sure uh how much of that kind of architecture there really is in uh in new orleans because i'm not sure it's super practical for the climate also you see more of like those lacy balconies and whatever and this is more like spooky kind of i think it's it's more spooky northeastern they should just move it they should just say it's in, in Philadelphia or whatever. Or just say it's in Sleepy Hollow. They haven't yeah, sure. effectively capitalized on their half of a Sleepy Hollow movie yet either. <laughs>
It shouldn't be this easy to fix their problem. It kind of is, though. Like, it's it's actually kind of amazing that the Song of the South theme lasted as long as it did. Right. And, like, they milked Zippity-Doo-Dah forever and continue to do so. One of the pieces I played there was a medley of uh, Disney songs that had been written up to, like, maybe 1990. Um, I think Lion King was the newest thing in it. Or no, Pocahontas was. Was that after? Um, I don't know. Some, somewhere. Uh, yeah. uh, it included most of the uh, good 90s stuff, but not Hercules. So it was before like 98. But anyway, um, but it opens with Zippity Doodah. Well, that's real fun to as, play. like the opening fanfare. <laughs> it is, but it's also yeah. like, it's problematic. To, like, I don't know. I did not know the lyrics. And I, I mean, I still don't, but they're not great yeah so it's also how like it's like the second song in the movie after like the creepy opening number because disney loved their creepy opening numbers back then it's also after the spoken lines which are the only uh remnants of uncle remus in the ride which is just his quote on the wall which is back then people were closer to the animals blah 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 and uh, I think it was better back then. Yikes. Which, of course, <laughs> is problematic for being like, oh, it was great, you know, back when black people were closer to the pack mules. Well, I mean, that's a big part of the uh, theory of the, um... oh, geez. See, I... oh, getting old sucks. <laughs> you know, that thing where they lionized the South and how much better it was and uh, there's a name for that and Gone With... It's basically the whole theme of Gone With the Wind is the... I I hate this so much. Um, Anyway, the the grand old South. It's not that, but that's the general idea. (laughs) Fucking Age of Empires. (laughs) Um, Anyway, this idea that well, actually, black people were better off under slavery, which is amazing. It's amazing that people are comfortable saying that out loud. For a while, I feel like maybe they weren't, but now they are again. Like everybody, uh, all the all the Republicans are saying the quiet part loud, right? Nowadays, and it's just astounding that. I mean, you kind of always knew that people still thought that, but like had the sense to shut the fuck up about it, and now they ain't shutting the fuck up anymore. It's it's so horrible why the film was made in the first place. It's because Disney saw how well Gone with the Wind did, and as that has been recently canceled because duh, yeah. <laughs> You know, so he wanted his, but figured he'd, you know, try the the whole, um, I could make it Disney by being half animation and save money by it being half animation <laughs> and half actors. And it really only has one set as well, because it really is just a field. The um, thing about Gone with the Wind, it wasn't one of the earliest color movies, uh, and the production budget was just outrageous uh for the time and there was a whole the, the gone with the wind right but disney was already knowing how to make money at this point true uh and uh, so uh, problematic aspects fully acknowledged i really enjoy watching gone with the wind and i read the book like a bunch of times and it's so problematic but it's so like gripping as a story of uh this woman scarlett o'hara who's trying to make her way by hooker by crook through the civil war and the reconstruction era by the way the reconstruction era is considered very bad indeed i and it's weird there's like weird little parts of it that are kind of almost progressive like 
hey, uh, slave labor from prisons, which, by the way, is still a thing. Um, maybe this is kind of the same thing and not really better um, than actual slavery, except, I don't know, it's like, it's sort of like how, you know, how racist white people think that they're like, you know, black people are bad, but not their next door neighbors who are who are just nice. <laughs> they're nice people. Right. And that's that's kind of what it is. Uh, because So the plot of Song of the South, um, like outside of the framing device to make random cartoons, uh, is that, you know, the white kid uh, is talking to the black worker on the, well, plantation. It is. It's a plantation. Um, he's obviously a better father figure than his actual parents are, which is, like, really hammered in. Like, his parents are, you know, portrayed as monsters, which, you know, like, of course parents are portrayed as monsters. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, that's a weird fixation in the Disney universe, too. But, like, that's the thing, because because the kid is clearly, you know, colorblind, and because the parents are, like, you know, the bad guy, um, it's just sort of the... Uh, same problem that uh, sort of followed around the actress that was uh, the black actress that was in it and uh, Gone with the Wind. Incidentally, I was looking, so weird fact, I was looking at her Wikipedia page and she was married four times. All four of her husbands died within four years. Like, that's such a weird coincidence. Maybe she was only marrying old dudes. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. (laughs) But yeah, she was the first um, black actress to win... Uh, an Academy Award, not coincidentally, the role that she won that for was a Mammy character. Your your classic Mammy stereotype. Uh, the the right. I mean, you only had Jezebels and Mammies if you were a black woman, uh, and she was definitely the uh, de-sexed, motherling, mother motherly, caring, uh, mm-hmm. devotes her life to her white people um, character. <laughs> Obviously, one one of right. the good colored people. Right. So that that's why it was problematic, you know, besides the whole like, eh, slavery wasn't that bad. It's because your black characters, the few that are allowed to exist, are only the, you know, cleaned up ideal. So it's it's the whole like, yeah, like, we'll just include these characters, you know, in like sort of a so like when it gets time for her to accept her Oscar her speech is, you know, fine, but it's the speech giving it to her that is so self-congratulatory. Oh, look at like, how great of the we are. Academy to itself, yeah, it's... yeah. Like that part is disgusting. <laughs> it's so amazing. Like, listening to that, it's like, ooh, this is like the most problematic thing I've heard. Like while like going through all of this. Yeah, it's 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 remarkable because like the specific role that they're awarding her for is like such a bad role like it's i mean it's a horrible stereotype now granted mammy is like one of she's got like the best sense uh, of almost anybody in in the actual cast but like in a really sort of um in a magical negro kind of way you might say (laughs) a bit yeah um it's like it's this sort of folksy uh whatever which is of course the only kind of wisdom you can be allowed to have uh and and it's it's sort of the female version of uncle remus really like you know this sort of friendly wise old black person who you know is in touch with 
whatever earthy things, which is so horrible. Right. And like, that's, that's the real problem with it. And even Princess and the Frog is not clean in terms of everything. Uh, the most problematic thing being that she's only a black woman for like the first half of the first act and like the last four minutes of the last act. The rest of the movie, she's a frog. Oh, I did not realize she becomes a frog herself. For like most of wow. the movie. Like that is, well, because, you know, it, it's a, it, you know, turns out to be, you know, a classic, you know, uh, anthropomorphic, well, not actually anthropomorphic, just speaking animals right. um, that exist in the human world going around doing their thing in the swamp. I did not, I've never seen it. I did not realize she herself is a frog for most of the movie. That is amazing. Fucking Disney. Right, so Jesus Christ. Isn't um one of the black actresses in the Avengers cast is also green and so? Oh, um, yeah. She's Dominican yeah. and she has a name. Yeah. It's like, hmm, interesting. Or, or like interesting. black actresses <laughs> in Star Wars are 100% CGI. You never get to see them. Didn't they do that right. to Lupita Nyong'o? Which is like, she's like one of the most beautiful people on earth. It's why would you hire her and then not have her beautiful face on screen like as much as possible? You know, like why would you put all that effort into like the bad character that came out? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> in terms of like the CGI. Suck. Incidentally, Star Wars can now be blamed on Disney. So <laughs> this is a one hundred percent Disney bashing episode. Gone yeah. with Wind is not Disney yet. No, no, it's not. Oh well, yeah, mm. as they slowly consume all media. I don't know. It's kind of cute. They have like a they have an intro to it now to Gone with the Wind on HBO now, which. Oh, is it like when you put the uh, Looney Tunes DVDs in and they're like, hey, so this is bad, but we thought it was better to just give you it and tell you it was bad. Um, So I've heard like I've that? never actually <laughs> seen the Looney Tunes uh, things of which you speak, but holy crap. Looney it, it's just a, it's just one card um, in front of it. Um, it's like it's like. Um, it's one of the unskippables at the uh, ah. beginning of the disc, and I think it shows up again um, in the episodes it's relevant That for. makes sense. Um, and I think this is actually, like, a, a person. They got, uh, I believe it's a black woman film historian to talk about the context and why this is bad, actually. <laughs> Which is fairly obvious if you think about it at all, but, you know, Americans as in, in general are, are not a thinking people. <laughs> no, as, a, as we've proven with the, the fact that uh, my coalition of tri-state area is now walling itself off. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Mexico is refusing to allow us to cross their border now. I wonder if they'll let us, uh, if, if we say we're from Jersey. I don't know. I wonder if... You're like, have you been paying attention? We got the same policy as you. <laughs> we don't let people from Texas or California either. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised that California is doing so well. I guess I'm not really. There there are really two Californias. There's coastal California where the liberal elites give the entire state its reputation. And then there's the whole rest of it, which is mm. Oklahoma of the West. I, I mean, a lot of people literally came from Oklahoma during the Dust Bowl. They were called Okies and feel that they were discriminated against and possibly their ancestors. Yeah, going out California way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and my husband's family were, were basically Okies. They're from Arkansas, but like, I think so. Alabama? One of the A states. Anyway. Well, I, I, I guess they got their grapes. Yeah, they moved over during the Dust Bowl. Um, 
which so it's cool that they gave an actual black woman a job. They they paid her to do a thing. Hopefully it has a little bit more impact. Hopefully people actually watch it, perhaps learn something. I don't know. It's kind of it's a pretty entertaining movie though. Uh I guess I mean I was never able to It's real long. <laughs> Yeah. It's got an intermission. <laughs> I wonder if they actually yeah. play that on HBO or if it's like, like the, um, did you watch Hamilton on? Uh... Well, so I haven't like been binging things or watching anything uh. at all. So I've forgotten my TV exists. <laughs> yeah. My living room is basically like arranged around it. So that's not possible. Well, I mean, so is mine, but it's where my wife is, has frozen to nest <laughs> while working. Uh but I really liked uh, Hamilton. I, it was so hyped. I was so prepared for it to be actually like, I don't know, not to just because I'm a horrible curmudgeon. I thought, oh, I probably won't like this. But I actually really did uh, enjoy it quite a bit. I feel like if you're going to spend more than three hours of your life sitting in front of a television, Hamilton's probably a better choice than Gone with the Wind um, for a few reasons. <laughs> but if you've got, you know, a million hours... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I re, I did really enjoy watching Gone with the Wind. It's it just like because I really enjoy like you know the emotional experience of a movie and like the characters more so than like filmography and whatever. Um, and uh, I I feel like Gone with the Wind is a really interesting emotional journey, even though it's terrible in like a million ways. Well, yeah, this is sort of the way um, I rewatched Jurassic Park in the sense that. Oh, you know, I, the plot's full of holes, but I do like watching the scientists take a walk in a place devoid of humans, and there are dinosaurs running around. Yeah, the dinosaur shit was amazing, <laughs> both for the time and now. I really enjoy the dinosaur shit in Jurassic Park. I enjoy the dinosaur shit in the Jurassic World movies. Those are awful, but still enjoyable if you, you know, come to them with the right attitude, which is, I'm going to watch a terrible movie, but hey, look at that dinosaur. And I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome if you could, like, pet a brontosaurus? Like, that would be so rad. I would like to do that. I will never do that. Oh, you could still pet a bird. Yeah. I did pet that pigeon that one time. birds. Ew. But yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't die of it, so it was fine. It, it was a Times Square pigeon, too, like, which is probably the worst kind. Yeah. Uh, that is where our next pandemic is going to come from. Or one at some point. It's going to come from pigeons. Uh, so far, it's pigs, which makes sense. I mean, they say yeah. that we taste most like pork, so yeah, stands to reason. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's because the pig gets the bird flu and then mixes well, it into human flu. We, we, we did an episode. We did. <laughs> oh, and speaking of still bad, uh, you know, as new studies come out, um, there's the whole like, yeah, so I got it in March and haven't recovered right. stories that are horrible. From Go seek them my out age. yourself because... Yep, and younger. Right. Um, and there's also uh, studies coming out that um, so the places that are doing like the the real like antibody test and like the one that works um, are finding that there is not really a significant amount of antibodies in the wild. It's like mostly like you know like nurses or family members who you know like you know were exposed but didn't get it get right. it and that's not spreading through the population so sure yeah. hope they it, can come uh, up with an effective vaccine really fast 
No, I, I have a feeling it'll it'll be here exactly, you know, the year to the day, you know, it's legal. Because um, there are a couple ones that are already in trials, but it's still like the, the minimum amount of time it has to be in trials, et cetera, et cetera. It would still take you. You know, so we can make sure. Right, we you just know, don't want to. Doesn't make you. Die. We don't want to have mass killings from the vaccine. First of all, that would validate way too many. By the way, Olivia de Havilland is still alive. She was one of the main characters in Gone with Wind. Ah, sorry, <laughs> I just clicked on that because I'm <laughs> compulsively clicking on things. Uh, yeah, we we don't really want the 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 vaccine to kill more people than the disease because that would validate way too many anti-vaxxers, and we need to do the opposite of that because those people suck. And they apparently don't care if their children die uh, or don't realize it's really weird. I mean, I guess it's not that weird, given how history is taught <laughs> in this country, that uh, all these weirdo parents don't realize that the reason why it seems like nobody ever dies of that anymore is that we're all fucking vaccinated. For a while, everybody was vaccinated. So nobody got the measles. Nobody got the mumps. They're like, well, chicken pox. Well, I had chicken pox when I was a kid. Okay, so you're going to get shingles when you're 60 uh, or 30. Because <laughs> I, I, mm. I'm hearing of increasing, like, random young, young, you know, relatively young people are getting shingles now, which didn't used to be a thing. So that's awesome. Shingles, the old people disease. Actually, not so much. Uh, and, and you don't get shingles if you got the pol uh, polio. Chicken pox vaccine. Polio, incidentally, a really <laughs> a success story for vaccines. It's remarkable. Like, the shit that they either don't know or are willing to ignore. In the service of fuck all. I don't know. What if, like, why didn't Trump just make masks with his stupid face on it like right just make red mega masks that would have been all that's it could have been you know the maximum cynical fucking capitalist thing and it would have been <laughs> right do the right thing for the wrong reasons <laughs> but do that's but do fine. it that would have been fine <laughs>